everybody to the Lockdown Lakers podcast. I'm Anthony Irwin. I'm joined by Pete Zayas. Pete, an NBA team signed Carmelo Anthony, and it isn't the Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> you know, after them passing the first six times, I was pretty sure the Lakers weren't going to sign him, but now it's official. We'll see how long it lasts. But yes, the uh, the national nightmare is over. It's uh, things are pretty bad in Portland when they have absolute dire needs at center, and they think Carmelo Anthony is the direction to go. <laughs> That's just that that they've been. You think like, they make the playoffs? No. Wow. No, because they are hoping that Nurkic comes back from an absolutely like actually gruesome injury. And is ready to go and pick up the load um, when he gets back. And even then, like, until he gets back, they are relying on Hassan Whiteside, who has not been a part of a winning team mm-hmm. since before he got paid. And Pau Gasol when he comes back. and Yeah, Zach Collins got hurt. Yeah, yeah. So I don't, I don't think, I mean, it depends on how big a hole they dig for themselves. Um, but, but yeah, I don't, I don't see that ending very well. I kind of wonder if they're going to look back on this last off season and kind of regret not, not blowing it up, but kind of looking a little harder into what they could have done with CJ McCollum or whatever. Sure. Cause now yeah. his, now his value is depreciated. I don't really know. Like now everybody kind of knows like, all right, I, I guess when you have to have a certain kind of point guard alongside or a certain kind of team around McCollum to make it work. I mean, that's true. That's true. It's been 12 games. They just had that awesome, you know, series where they closed out on, uh, on OKC. Mm-hmm. Did they, did they get to the conference finals? They lost to Denver, they did. right? So that was in the, no, no, no. Uh, they, they beat Denver. Semis. Oh no, they beat Denver. So they did get to the conference finals. That's mm-hmm. right. And then yeah. they got swept by golden state. I mean, we're in, we're 12 games that matter away from that. So I'm going to say they're going to, it's going to click for them. They probably find a way to get Whiteside fewer minutes. Dame, Dame goes on a run, goes nuts. Uh, I, I think they do get in the playoffs. Should we put this on the board? Should we put stakes on this? You think so? Oh, yeah, let's do that. Uh, Good call. I'm going to say Look Portland. I, I make bad bets. Look at me being all producer-like. <laughs> that was well done. Thank I was you. like, I was not even thinking about it. But, yeah, all right. So Pete has the Blazers in the playoffs. Portland. They are playoffs. currently 4-8. and eight. Mm-hmm. Pete. In the twelfth yes. seed in the West. No, I kind of feel like I should get some kind of additional odds here, but you know what? We'll just make it a straight up bet. Um, no, have I, you ever seen that? Have you ever seen that thing where like the playoff seed, not necessarily the seeds, but the top eight, mm-hmm. is like ninety ninety five percent set after the first ten games? Like if you're not in the top I've eight after the that. first ten, yeah. So it, you, I'm actually betting against the odds pretty heavily here. Yeah. It's about it's about nine to one odds where uh Portland being at four and eight in the twelfth seed, you only get into the playoffs when you're outside of the top eight like ten percent of the time if it's after ten games. That's interesting. That's that's really interesting. I, I guess yeah, it's weird. We're both kind of betting on a certain type of odds. You're betting on the current odds, right? Like the mathematical odds that most teams face right now. Right. But heading into the season, if you would have told me, hey, Portland sure. isn't going to make the playoffs, I probably would have called you kind of crazy. But Right. Phoenix is going to be the eighth seed over them. Yeah, that would have sounded <laughs> nuts. No, my thing with Portland last year was that, and, and by the way, this is a Locked On Lakers podcast. We're going to open up the mailbag. I promise we're going to get to Lakers topics. But the, the thing with Portland last year... They had some astronomical luck. 
insane luck down the stretch of not just their own guys staying healthy, but opposing key players getting hurt in games that they absolutely needed to win. Now, they got to the playoffs and they obviously looked really good, beating Denver in a seven-game series, winning a game seven, I believe, in Denver. Like, that's legit. That's a legitimate win. Uh, Even without Nurkic, I think they did that without Nurkic. Mm -hmm. So... Like they had a really good season last year, and and but I just they, they had a weird I had a weird vibe going about them feeling I had a weird feeling about them going into the season, and they've somehow like it's that meme I had low expectations, but holy shit, <laughs> right? right. <laughs> like that's that's kind of what uh, Portland has been, and and Golden State for that matter. What a weird year that Golden State and Portland might, or I mean Golden State's definitely going to be out of it. Then, this feels like one of those the league is changing type of years, right? Yeah. Where like it happens about every five years or so, you'll have a year where like a lot of stuff changes and kind of makes it the new normal. I think this is one of those years. Yeah, they put the league in rice and <laughs> everything is kind of resetting <laughs> right now. Um, today's show, I want to talk a little bit about the game from a couple nights ago, uh, the Golden State game. I I really liked what I saw from Javale McGee. I have a bit of a theory there, so we're gonna finish the first segment on that kind of stuff and then in segments two and three i'll pull up questions and pete and i will 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 take questions here from the itunes mailbag which is still astronomically filled oh we also have a question that i said i was going to think more about and i didn't because i'm not very good at this but i'll think about it during the break and then i'll i'll drop it on Pete um and see what he thinks about that but let's (laughs) i i want to talk about i want to talk about javel um, I, he played easily his best game of the season, I thought, yesterday, and or a couple days ago by the time people are listening to this. And not only do I think it was not a coincidence because they were playing Golden State, and, and they, I, I mean, if not for the Knicks existing, would be the worst team in the NBA right now. Uh-huh. But also, I kind of feel like without Anthony Davis there, like I don't think he and Anthony Davis are on great, have great chemistry and playing together. Mm-hmm. And... AD not being there and JaVale just being able to just go full rover in the key and have the entire key to himself on both sides of the court, I thought really helped him look like the JaVale that we saw last year. Yes. I Is it wrong of me to be like games against the Warriors don't count? No, no, not at all. Like, that I was mean, the first caveat. It, it's good to like... It's good to see the ball go in the basket. It's good to put up a buck 20, get a nice relaxing win that mm-hmm. does not have you like freaking out because the Lakers are down 15 to the it was Bulls funny. or Even something. Vogel was like, that was nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just you got to have those once in a while, man. Yeah. It's a long season. Like Lakers put it away or just under deep control very early on. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it coasted to the victory. But with JaVale, he's actually been playing better the last few games. This yeah. was the, the best and the loudest of them. But like JaVale's a functional role player. If he's a two shift guy, he can give us two decent shifts. Mm-hmm. He started out the season very poorly the first five, six games or so. And now he's playing better. It's just yeah. the life of a, of a role player. Yeah, I, I think so too. And you made a point very early in the season that people may pay more closely or, or the, the attention they pay is a lot closer the first five games than at any five games of, of at any point in the season, other than maybe like the last five in, in a playoff race or something like that. But I think there's something to that. Although I, it's just that the spacing that JaVale had yesterday felt optimal for what JaVale wants to be able to do. Mm-hmm. He, he's just like he's an incredible athlete who 
wants space and wants the key all to himself. And I, I don't think while the bigger factor was Golden State being abysmal, like I, I tweeted at one point, I was in charge of Silver Screen's tweets, and I said that this might be the worst defense I've ever seen. Yeah. And the Locked On Mavs uh, host, uh, Nick Angstat, said actually mm-hmm. it's the second worst <laughs> defense of all time. <laughs> no kidding, I didn't know that. <laughs> like since you know it, it, it's only dating back to 1974 when we actually had stats to track defense and stuff like that. But yeah, that's they're they're that bad. That whole team is taking a year off. They went to the finals five straight. I know it's a bunch of different guys, yeah. but just everybody, Steve Kerr included, is just on a nice long sabbatical and just give the kids some run. Let D'Angelo get 35 a night and yeah. let's uh, get that high draft pick and see what we can do to, to move it next summer. You know? Yeah. I feel like Willie Cauley sign has, ta- has taken more than a year off for his career, but yeah, <laughs> that point stands. All right. Let's take a, a quick second. When we come back, we're going to open up with... Which Lakers are which Marvel characters? I answered this yesterday um, in really? passing. <laughs> you know you do two two shows a week without me, right? Where you can save content like but this. But this, this, this is like the new reaction, the ex- exact reaction, reaction I wanted. It's perfect. <sighs> <laughs> we'll be back in a bit. Before we get to Pete talking about Marvel characters and, and the hilarity that will definitely ensue there, uh, today's, today's show is brought to you in part by MyBookie. Uh, head on over to MyBookie.ag, enter the promo code LockedOnLakers, and get double your, your initial cash input if you're a first-time uh, user there. MyBookie is the best way to get your bet in and then get your money out in a timely manner. And really, that's all that really matters here. The way we've been doing this is we've been going with the MyBookie bet of the day. The Lakers are in action tomorrow night by the time you guys are listening to this. And they are favored by eight and a half points at home over the Sacramento Kings. So, uh, Pete, do you think that is... Uh, enough to be interested in Sacramento, or do you think you, you, you'd still take the Lakers outscoring the, the Kings by nine or more? I'm going to take the Lakers. I think they're starting to get on track on the offensive end. Things are starting to mm-hmm. do a little better. I think this is going to be the first game where we've had everybody healthy. Maybe KCP's out, but uh, I, I think the Lakers are using this time to kind of get in a rhythm. So I'm going to take Lakers on that. If you could, if you bet the Kings right now, you're getting a shade under three to one odds. Would you make that bet? Three to one that they come into LA and win. No, no. One yeah. of the things about this Laker team is I'm starting to trust them. Mm-hmm. Like they're going to come out oh, man. every night. And <laughs> yeah, I know these are famous last words, but it's been, <laughs> you know, it's been 11 games. I think they come out and beat bad teams. I think that's what they do. Yeah, I I agree. I would probably take I would easily lay those eight and a half. I would I would easily bet the Lakers on this one. I might even bet the the, the Lakers on this one. It's it's that nice of a bet. I I do think like LeBron might take a little extra enjoyment in beating Luke. Um, I don't I don't think LeBron was the biggest fan of Luke last year. And like you said, and and also Anthony Davis is probably going to play. It appears uh, that would seem to matter. I don't think Rondo is particularly fond of the Kings. Not that like Rondo goes out there and changes games by himself or whatever. But I think you add all these things up. And on top of the basketball reasons that you list, I think the Lakers have every reason to just go out and smoke Sacramento. Yeah, I think uh, there might be a few guys on the team, too, that would like to 
give Luke Walton some work. So yeah, that could be part of it. Yeah, JaVale for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. That'll do it, though. That is the mybookie.ag bet of the day. Head on over to mybookie.ag. Use promo code LOCKEDONNBA to double your initial cash input. And, uh, and hey, maybe join me on this bet. MyBookie, you play, you win, you get paid. All right, so Pete and I spent the break pretty much laughing at the idea of Pete having to come up with Marvel characters on his own. (laughs) (laughs) So what we're going to do here is I'm going to describe a Marvel character, and Pete, you are going to tell me which Laker fits that description better than the other Lakers. Okay. All right, so we'll start with... Iron Man. That's the first Marvel character everybody thinks of nowadays. He's this super genius who built himself a suit. Uh, Is that Tony Stark? Yeah, it's Tony Stark. So who do you think? Yeah, there you go. So who do you think? Uh, since you're able to name that, who do you think most closely resembles a super genius who was so smart he was able to build himself a uh, super suit? Questionable leadership skills. Not the best people person, but uh, in the end, made a huge sacrifice and saved the entire world. Jason Kidd. (laughs) (laughs) I guess Tony Stark has a a driver all the time, so it it makes sense there. Um, Let's let's go with the... uh, Wow. (laughs) The next next Marvel character that we will list here, uh, we'll go Hulk. Hulk is this you you everybody knows Hulk. I, I know too I know who the Hulk uh, is. Yeah. yeah, so who 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 do you have for the Hulk on the Lakers? It doesn't do LeBron justice, right? No. I don't think so. Um Dwight? That's a good one. That's a good yeah. one. I made Dwight Groot last night or in yesterday's oh, show. Is it is it the hair? <laughs> the hair has to heavily factor. Somebody somebody fired off a tweet that made me actually laugh out loud when I saw it. It's like you can't have that FIFA ass hairdo and be that tall because <laughs> birds will actually think you're a tree. Hey man, Lakers got some jacked up haircuts on the roster this year, man. Like they're winning, so you know I don't care. Yeah. But there's some rough, you know. I think that's yeah. when you that's when you immediately know you're aging. When you look around the NBA and you're like, yeah, you're I don't like, get these hairdos. <laughs> what are you doing? Um, yeah, that's that. I, I like I like uh, Dwight for Hulk though. Javale also kind of feel, feels like a Hulk character too. Mm-hmm. Um, so just, either of those guys, uh, we'll go with Thor for the next one. He's a Norse god. Uh, arguably I know all the of strongest, these so far. Yeah, ar- arguably like- the strongest character. He and Hulk like to go back and forth as far as who's the strongest Avenger. Um, actually, became funny. As the series has gone along, that's been kind of nice. That's been a nice development. Who do you think fits that description? Thor. So it doesn't feel like a big man, right? This has got to be a guard. And this is just Lakers Lakers roster, correct? Mm-hmm. Man, we don't have many, you know, strongest. I'm going to go with I'm gonna go with Avery Bradley on that. All right. All right. It's like maybe, a, maybe Danny Green. Danny Green is my – no, he's the – what's his shot? Yeah, that's Hawkeye. Shot, shot eye, Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Right? Yeah, that's a yeah. that's the easiest one in in the bunch here. I said shot eye. <laughs> <laughs> that's the late night version of uh, of Marvel's Avengers. Oh Jesus, <laughs> Anthony, you've gotten 
What's going on tonight? I'm drinking water. I'm, I, I, I don't Are you know. drunk? Is it? Is your bloodstream like disrupted from lack of? Yeah, like I'm. I'm like <laughs> you're like woozy. I'm like, sober. This isn't not. This isn't right. Which is like being drunk for you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'll go with Avery Bradley for Thor. All right, and we already gave we already gave you uh, Hawkeye for Danny Green. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go with Black Panther. You watch that movie, so you you should know the description here. That, that's LeBron, right? Actually, somebody made the case. The, the the listener who wrote in this question made the case for for Black Panther. Uh, I I agreed with it. The more I read along with it, so I, I like it. Yeah, he he runs his his kingdom, right? Like mm-hmm. he's the one of the kings that you know we're talking about here. You don't come with just LeBron. LeBron comes with the whole nation behind him. So yeah, yeah I think he's Black Panther. I like it. All right, and then we'll end on Captain America. Captain America's Crusoe, obviously. Yeah, it's kind of weird though, right? Like Captain America for some reason has to be a white guy. Like I don't. Well, it doesn't have doesn't have to be a white guy. Yeah. Just I'm just saying with the Lakers, he's. Obviously, Alex Caruso. Yeah, we need to get Alex Caruso some of the hair plugs to make him look more like Captain. I think that's the only thing stopping me from thinking he's Captain America is, is the lack of hair. <sighs> <laughs> this was fun. It you wasn't too it. bad. You made it. Wasn't it wasn't too bad. I, I feel like you guys with the Marvel shit have like... 800 characters and oh, so yeah. like yeah you tell me about the hulk and yeah. uh only reason i knew about spider-man we didn't do spider-man what was danny what was danny green again avery Hawkeye? bradley should be spider-man that's that's the spider oh yeah yeah with the arms and stuff that's yeah. a good one yeah we could pro- yeah we could do some other ones yeah we'll, we'll we'll make it a longer show on a more off day we have a ton of questions to get to here though okay who's uh who's kcp <laughs> vision from Bro, the movies you, from the from the movie Anthony, did you see like the people that found his burner account? No. You you, we, you have to look this up right now. Look up KCP burner. Mm-hmm. It's this account. It's like tan followed by a bunch of numbers. Oh my god! All it right. signed up in November. Mm-hmm. Every tweet, every tweet is about KCP defending KCP. Yeah. And his middle name is Tanel. All right, let's let's. I, we we're up for a break anyway, so I want to. Okay, I'm yeah, gonna so I'm gonna look up this stuff. Yeah, I'm gonna look up this stuff, and then we're gonna go through the best tweets from KCP's burner. The most KCP is the, the most KCP thing here isn't the fact that he has a burner, is the fact that everybody has found his burner, and he is not taking it down. Yeah, poor guy. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's he, go through a few of these tweets, and then we'll, we'll we'll actually analyze the situation here. Because I actually wrote about this for Silver Screen and Roll uh, after D- after Dwight kind of defended him a bit. The first tweet at the top of his profile at Tan five zero eight seven nine two nine four. Everyone want to hate on KCP, and all he's done is love this city. It's very sweet, right? Like, take your feelings about KCP aside. Yeah. This whole city's been killing him. All The whole Laker fan base been killing this dude. He has earned that with his play, but mm-hmm. he has not been, you know, his indiscretion that led him to the Seal Beach Penitentiary or what have you was prior to his time with the Lakers. I don't know, man. It's just like everyone's killing him. And he's just trying to defend himself and just saying, I love the city. You know, please. I don't know. Man. Yeah, I, I wrote about this for Silver Screen and Roll. After the game, uh, 
for one thing, I I really didn't like that people were like happy that he got injured. That's always shady. Like that's yeah. never the move. Were they, I, I didn't hear that. If if that happened, I, I, I was I was on the I was in charge of Silver Screen's tweets, and when I said that you know KCP is going to the locker room holding his ankle slash oh whatever, sure people responded yeah yeah. So that's that's some bullshit. I didn't I didn't like that. I never liked that. No matter the player. Uh, Here's the thing too. Like, look, we always talk about the community and all that, and it's all built around the Lakers as this yeah. thing that we collectively cheer for. Like, look, these dudes can drive me tra- crazy too. They are part of the Lakers family until they're not, right? And like, I get it. I get it. I get how frustrating he is. I don't love making one of our own players feel like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, and that's kind of the point that Dwight made, and I thought Dwight was the perfect person to make this point like he has been the subject of the ire of the entire fan base in ways that very few human beings have ever been we're fucking nine and two right we just need somebody to crap all over is that what this is i don't know if it's that i look i i think kcp i don't think people like overpaid athletes i think that's the starting point on this is that people say wait the Lakers could do what else with the cap space that they're giving to, to KCP? I, I, I think it's more raw than that. People don't generally boo because they're like cap space. Like that's it's more of a well emotional thing, you know? I think you combine that with how loud his mistakes are. Like his he does things that are insane. I'm not explaining. It. I'm, I'm not. I'm not excusing it. I'm trying. No, no, to no. I, it. I get it. I get it. I get it. But he he plays hard. He's not like he's been a, a hugely positive player on the Lakers this year. Yeah, he's he's not a guy that like. Look, he may go 100 miles an hour into a awful turnover or some wedgy layup or airballed <laughs> layup or something. Not saying it's going to be good, but you can't get on him for lack of effort. That's never been a thing with him. Yeah, and. I don't know, man. He's one of ours. He's one of ours. Like I kind of feel like the best way to look at KCP or to handle KCP is because, like in every sports movie, there's the comedic relief. Mm-hmm. That's how you look at KCP. Yeah, like, I tweeted that uh, I just started getting into Parks and Rec, and that he's <laughs> he's Jerry Gergich. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> or Gary Gergich. Gergich. Although like, people like people liked Jerry, but people in the office at Parks and Rec did not like him. Yeah, he's right. just one of those guys. It's always like, yeah, of course. Like that Woody layup, it was like, of course. <laughs> yeah, of course, it was KCP. <laughs> Javale is the only other guy on the team that has a chance of happening too, and he dunks everything, so it's not going to happen. No, I think the wedgie that Javale has is going to be with that sky hook he keeps trying. There you go. There That's you go. what it's going to be. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I, I I wrote about it, like I said, and and uh, just from a human standpoint, it's just that would it would suck to go through what. And this is like the good times, by the way. Like you said, they're nine and two. Imagine if they go through like a two or three game losing streak in KCP airballs a layup. Yeah, like go go if you need to get like any Laker frustration out, go pick on the Celtics or so, or just find well, someone outside. The Clippers the are right Clippers, there. The Clippers are playing like crap right now. Yeah. Go pick on the Clippers. Leave KCP alone just for give the man like just a couple days and yeah. and yeah. Yeah. Sorry, that is my plea to Lakers Lakers fans like we shouldn't be making our own players feel like that. Not, and yes, not I, I get good. all the stuff with yeah, not when things are good. Exactly. Yeah. Like it, over the last few years, yeah, last year was frustrating to see Casey. Look, I am one of the loudest people about the problem, the problems I have with KCP. The fact that like 
When games matter, he's bad uh, on offense. But the thing is, the just look at the numbers. The numbers say there is no player other than Alex Caruso who holds a lower defensive rating than KCP does this year. Yeah. Anthony Davis is on the team. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. He's done his he's he's done his job on the defensive end. He's been a tire fire on offense. Yeah. I, it's kind of annoying. I mean, it's how the Lakers operate, but it's kind of annoying that we didn't get any further no, uh, news on on what's going on with him today. So, all right. Uh, Kobe James two thirty four writes, "Love the pod. Been listening for over a year now. How does Kuzma for Anthony Anthony Simons sound? We need a guard. Portland needs a four rookie contracts. I would love to know what you think about this." I would not do that. You? Mm. Ah, man, that's tough. Simons is under team control for another year beyond Kuzma, I think, right? Uh, it's not like it's not even about that. Like I really like Simons. I was at his workout last year, at least mm-hmm. the tail end of it. Kid can shoot. He's going to be a Lou Williams type of guy. We're looking to win NBA titles right now. Yeah. Right now. And Kuzma is closer. Simons is tiny. He's like, have you have you seen his face? <laughs> he looks like he's 14 years old. He reminds me of Damon Stoudemire, like a, a, a right-handed oh, Damon I like Stoudemire. That. I like that comparison. Yeah. Um, but Kuzma is more ready to help us win a title now. Yeah. I saw somebody, and, and I really respect Jared, so I'm not even going to subtweet him. It, it, I'll just come out and say Jared Dubin was saying that, like, the Lakers don't have a use for, for Kuzma. And I didn't, I didn't get that. I don't. I, the, the Lakers very obviously could use a player like Kuzma. Now, when they get Andre Iguodala, does Kuzma's value drop a little bit? Sure. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, in those playoff settings, you probably need Iguodala's uh, defense in those big moments. Then you might need Kuzma, given the shooter that he is right now. Uh, but, but yeah, I'd, oh, man, that's a tough one. I really like Simons, I, I, but I'm, I'm probably with you. I, I, I'm probably with you on Kuzma here just because the Lakers – the Lakers need known quantities, and even while Kuzma still has upside, he's more of a of a known quantity than than Simons is. But yeah. as soon as any Blazers fans hear me say that I would not do that, they would they would probably they probably wouldn't even they'd probably laugh at the question. Uh, all right. Yeah, I mean, of course, they're they're in a different spot than we are. They're four and eight. You know, tell yeah. them that. They aren't going to the playoffs, according to that's right. Tell tell them tell them we said that. They can laugh all they want. They're four and eight. (laughs) Vegas Richard writes, "Hey Anthony and Pete, love the show. Listen to you guys all the time. Thanks. Uh, Since we have four duos to compare, who would you win out of? Who would win out of these duos? Jerry West and Will Chamberlain, Kobe and Shaq, Magic and Kareem, and LeBron and AD. With the winners facing off, who like just basically a two on two tournament? How do you think that plays out?" It's me and you against. We're on the same team. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, it, between so the the four duos listed here are Jerry West and Wilt Chamberlain, Kobe and Shaq, Magic and Kareem, and LeBron and AD. So in a two on two tournament between those four duos, who wins? Who who comes out on top? I'm so sorry. I completely spaced out for a moment. I've been doing so much freaking work right now. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, pick up, pick a, a basketball. Lot of confidence in us. Oh, freaking LeBron and AD. Oh, I'm so tired. I'm sorry. I'll get more sleep before the next pod. I'll lock down Jerry West though. But um, 
<laughs> they cannot dribble with their left hand before a certain point. So no, no. So yeah. who, so I think Jerry West and Wilde are the first team out. Yes. Uh, I was having a hilarious conversation with Aaron Larsoul today about this, but are we, we have to set some parameters. Are we just like teleporting players from their exact year and, you know, no training or anything. And just like, cause whoever the newest one is, is going to win. But yeah. if we're like talking well, relative greatness, Kobe and Shaq prime Kobe and prime Shaq would probably give prime LeBron and prime AD a good run for their money. I think Prime AD has a better chance of defending Shaq, and I know the weight differential there, but mm-hmm. with his length and all of that, than Shaq has of defending AD. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. so, yeah, I'd go with LeBron and AD on that, just because humans get better at stuff, and it's 15 years later, and AD is a Swiss Army knife that does a little bit of everything. Although, and then in a two-on-two environment, like ball handling, I think becomes more important so mm-hmm. that's another you know notch for ad and and lebron but but yeah you could make a, a case for kobe and Shaq. yeah i probably i probably have so it's basically the the way it's listed here is jerry and and wilt versus kobe and Shaq. kobe and Shaq win that one pretty easily and then magic and kareem against lebron and ad i think lebron and ad win that one pretty easily um, and then you have Shaq and Kobe going up against LeBron and AD. And, yeah, I, I, I think if they were to play like 100 times, LeBron and AD probably win like 55 of them. I think that's how I'd probably play have, have that favored. It's a good, mm. it's a fun, like, also, yeah. think about how blessed we are. Yeah, to be able to ask that question. Orlando, it's like, would you rather have DJ Augustine and Jonathan washed up Grand Isaac Hill? And, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Uh, a bunch of letters here is the, is the name from Connor. Hey, Anthony, I asked a question along these lines back in late July, but now that we are in November, how do you think Dilo would do on this team and who would we have missed out on? Thanks. Love the content. Um, D'Lo would have done poorly on this team. His mentality does not fit them. And I say that as a D'Lo stand myself. Mm-hmm. This is a group of a bunch of very rugged, tough dudes that are trying to whip your ass every night. Could we use the shot creation of D'Angelo Russell? Absolutely. But mm-hmm. he would have been he would have been that whipping boy that we just as he was when he was here that, you know, he would have driven us crazy because he does not always compete in ways that the rest of this team really does that would really make him stand out. I still think so if you're asking if the question is basically like would you rather have D'Angelo Russell over like Danny Green and Avery no cuz Avery Bradley was signed with an exception exception right so So are, are we talking the player or the asset here? Well no like like so so who would had the Lakers not waited for Kawhi? Because waiting for Kawhi cost them the opportunity to sign D'Angelo Russell, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but waiting for waiting for Kawhi the way that they did allowed them to also be able to sign Danny Green. Well, so, would you have maxed D'Angelo? Because that's what kept the Lakers from signing D'Angelo Russell. Was he got a max offer somewhere? And he's going to take that, right? Yeah, I, we were talking about D'Angelo in the twenty to twenty-two range. Yeah. I would I would not I would not want D'Angelo Russell in his current contract. I agree. I don't I don't I would I would not. Now the skill like the the player D'Angelo Russell like if all things were equal and I could have D'Angelo Russell on this team instead of like Danny Green, 
I think there's I, I I think there's a case to be made there that I would I would like to see what that it's a very different team, but I'd I'd like to see what that team looks like. But uh but overall I can't really complain about the the way the roster is built right now. Mm-hmm. Last question here before we throw to the weekend and, and we throw to the weekend well behind schedule. Uh Laker fanboy writes, Hey guys, love the show. Appreciate your thoughtful insight on the team. Wondering about Kuzma. If he doesn't improve 10 to 15 games in, uh, should we trade him and who can we get? I also saw some rumors on the internet suggest uh, Kawhi has Asperger's. I'm not going to talk about that. If this is true, could it possibly affect his perspective on injury history and blah, 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 blah. Uh, and also, pineapple on pizza is awesome. Peace. So yeah, I agree see. on that last point. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, I'm not going to comment on somebody. These, these are your people, Anthony. Whoa. <laughs> We have seen like complete ends of the spectrum here. <laughs> no pun intended. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but about Kuzma, the the problem with trying to trade Kuzma is that he's on such a small contract that you would also have to attach another player to him to be able to get the kind of player that you need to get if you're going to trade away Kyle Kuzma. Yeah, you only get to really start having these conversations if you can convince KCP that he'd be better off having a fresh start yeah. somewhere. And that $8 million plus the 2 million that—I don't know if he's at 2 or 3, but Kuzma is right in that range. That gets you to $11 million. You can bring back, I think— 16 million worth of player. I think it's, you know, that plus 5 million in that range. It's either that or plus 150% of the, uh, of the contracts going out. So you can get into that like mid teens type area for a player you bring back. That's when you start being able to like, you know, does, is Spencer Dinwiddie somebody that the Lakers would be interested in, you know, with Kyrie having that starting job locked up forever. Mm -hmm. They don't have much in the way of forwards in Brooklyn. That might make some sense for them, but do you kind of shuffle one pretty good player for Kuz for another in Dinwiddie? Both are defensive liabilities. You know, do you like basically trade Kuz as a forward for his version of being a, a guard? You know, that's, those are interesting questions to have, but Lakers are nine and two right now. And I think they need, a wing defender and another shot creator, but ideally without giving up, you know, the value that they have. Cause you lose yeah. something in Kuz in that. Yeah. I, I, the Lakers, I'm just, we've said this a few times on the show in, in various iterations of this point, but the Lakers aren't going to be able to add to their team via trade this year. It's just not going to happen. They're probably going to have to wait out the, the the buyout market and get into the buyout market to be able to do that. But the problem with the Lakers, as you said, is everybody who isn't a part, an important part of the rotation that you would want to trade, they either have legitimate no trade clauses in, in KCP's cases, in, in KCP's case, or inherent no trade clauses. Uh, so. Yeah, it's it's and and also like the Lakers draft capital is is also like they they can't really trade a first rounder for the next feels like a decade. So that's uh that's the and again, this is and we've we've I've I've also made this point too. Yes, the Lakers could technically get better. Yes, this roster could technically be better right now if different things had fallen had fallen different ways. Uh but the Lakers are 9 and 2. And there's value in just enjoying being nine and two without thinking about what trades can be made 
and this is me saying this, like I, I'm, I'm addicted to the trade machine. It's one of the tabs that I almost always have open. But there's value in just enjoying the ride and enjoying being 9-2 and two for the first time since forever, <laughs> really. Yeah, yeah, that's what I want to talk about right now. Like we've been talking about this for forever. Yeah. All right. Let's. Uh, I said that was going to be our last question, uh, but I want to. Ans- I want to like talk about an actual this team basketball question. Um. So I'll just ask you one then, Pete. What do you think the point guard, the the true point guard rotation looks like? Because I kind of, I kind of came up with this a little bit last night. And I basically said it was. Uh, Rajon Rondo and Caruso get the bulk of the minutes that go to true point guards, right? So not counting the minutes go that go to Avery Bradley, but uh, Rajon Rondo and, K- and and Alex Caruso are the only guys who, like on a nightly basis, are going to get minutes. And then it just depends between Quinn Cook and Troy Daniels who's hitting shots that night. Yeah, I I don't think Caruso actually ends up getting a ton of minutes going forward with Rondo back. Not not minutes, but minutes at point guard is that like oh, primary okay, ball okay, handler. Okay. Yeah, meaning that they uh, I, I think they're going to. I was about to like. I know I saw wow, you. Wow. You're starting to like twitch. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. No, you're like, going to bench Captain America. <laughs> that can you run the point guard type of role? Um, I I think that. Uh, Rondo is going to be handling most of that when, and if Cruz is in the game, it'll be alongside Rondo as the two or alongside LeBron, but both playing more of an off ball role. He'll have it some of the time, but I think those two guys will have much more of more control over that. So I think his role is actually going to be more similar to Avery Bradley's mm-hmm. in that respect. Yeah, I agree. All right. Fun weekend ahead. Uh, Lakers have a couple games, I believe. Uh, They have one tomorrow night or tonight by the time you guys are listening to this. And then I believe Sunday again. So get your questions in uh, in the form of a five-star review and I will answer them. We are actually just about caught up. I I thought we were way further behind than than we actually were. So there's plenty of room for questions if you want to get them in in the form of a five-star review on iTunes. Uh, Fun game ahead. Pete and I have a couple more bets on the board here or another bet on the board here. So I'll put that up and we'll figure out what it is that we actually have on the line. Uh, But for now, have a great rest of your weekend. Make somebody else's and we'll talk to you on Monday.